On today's federal newscast, we get some answers from OPM on lingering HR questions from the partial government shutdown. NIST does a redo of its cybersecurity guidance for Internet of Things devices. And another brutal fiscal year for the Postal Service. These stories and more in today's federal newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm your host, Eric White. Agencies will not extend probationary periods that ended during the government shutdown. The Office of Personnel Management says the recent law granting federal employees back pay essentially transfers them back into pay status at the start of the furlough. OPM will use this interpretation for other human resources questions after the shutdown. The recent lapse does not impact previously scheduled grade increases, time and grade requirements for promotions, or career tenure requirements. Some federal employees impacted by the partial government shutdown are still waiting for all or parts of their back pay. The Interior Business Center says most of its clients have gotten their paychecks. Others are waiting for adjustments or interim payments that will make them whole. The IBC says those payments should start going out Tuesday with the most recent regularly scheduled pay period. A bipartisan group of lawmakers introduced legislation to protect transgender people from being separated from the military. Congresswoman Jackie Spears' bill would also stop DOD from barring anyone from joining the military based on gender identity. President Donald Trump directed DOD to ban transgender people from the military in July of 2017. Senator Kirsten Gillibrand is sponsoring the Senate version of the bill, which was introduced last Thursday. Defense officials have been touting the virtues of open systems architectures for years, but as Federal News Network's Jared Serbu reports, the idea finally has some teeth. The secretaries of the Army, Navy, and the Air Force have signed a rare joint memo to their own top acquisition officials, telling them that open systems are a warfighting imperative. They say the military needs commonly understood data sharing standards so that future weapon systems can interoperate with one another from the first day they're fielded. The memo builds on previous open systems work in the military services, but also tells officials to create new standards in technology areas that still don't have them. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The National Institute of Standards and Technology, or NIST, releases its plans to set minimum cybersecurity standards for the Internet of Things. NIST released its draft plan back in September on ways to protect agencies from IoT threats, but the agency says input from stakeholders revealed a critical gap on IoT cybersecurity guidance. Two senators are asking the Homeland Security Department to take a closer look at virtual private networks, or VPNs, and other mobile services. In a letter to Chris Krebs, director of the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Agency, Senators Ron Wyden and Marco Rubio asked CISA to conduct a threat assessment on the national security risks posed to federal employees by VPNs, mobile data proxies, and similar apps that may be vulnerable to foreign surveillance. Wyden and Rubio also asked Krebs to issue a binding operational directive prohibiting employees from using Using these applications if DHS finds they pose a threat. NASA picks a new contractor for a major IT program. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has more. NASA chooses Lidos to be its new provider of end-user services. The space agency awards Lidos the 10-year end-user services and technologies or NEST contract that could be worth $2.9 billion over the life of the deal. Under the firm fixed price indefinite delivery indefinite quantity vehicle, NASA will receive personal computing hardware, standard software, mobile IT services, and other associated end-user services and supporting infrastructure. 
Lettos unseats HP Enterprise Services, which won the initial contract in 2010. I'm Jason Miller. The Justice Department files a lawsuit against contractor Mission Support Alliance and Lockheed Martin affiliates for allegedly violating the False Claims Act. DOJ says the defendants lied to the Energy Department about the amount of profit they would earn on a multi-billion dollar environmental cleanup contract. The Justice Department also claims one of the Lockheed subsidiaries paid a million dollars in kickbacks to receive favorable treatment on a related subcontract. The Environmental Protection Agency reports lower fines and payments from polluters. More now from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. In a annual report, EPA says it collected $88 million in fines, restitution, and court-ordered environmental projects last year. That compares with more than 3 to $4 billion in the odd years of 2017, 2015, and 2013. The agency says those years were outliers because of the BP, Duke Energy, and Volkswagen cases. EPA says it's working with states under a revised cooperative federalism model, now in rulemaking. I'm Tom Temin. And the Postal Service ends the first quarter of fiscal 2019 with a $1.5 billion loss despite increased volume from last year's holiday season and the midterm elections. Postmaster General Megan Brennan wants Congress and the Postal Regulatory Commission to address long-standing challenges to the Postal Service's business model. A White House task force released its postal reform recommendations in December, but Congress has yet to act on those proposals. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal News Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.